picture this. You're having a peaceful gathering with your Christian friends in a Christian group at the park. It's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day. And suddenly, suddenly a group of uh, Antifa thugs dressed in riot gear in black come up and start tearing all your equipment down and throwing everything into the river. Like and, including your baby stroller. And, and pushing you around. What do you do? Hello, this is Karen. And this is Kevin. And, and this, this is, is Right From, from Us. us. Hey guys, welcome back to our podcast, Right From Us. I'm Karen. I'm Kevin. <laughs> and uh, we are, our, the whole objective of this podcast is to give you some alternative news sources, some alternative news stories, some alternative viewpoints, as, to, as opposed to what's being regurgitated and vomited <laughs> across the mainstream media. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you like this video, give us a thumbs up. So, yeah, this actually happened yesterday in Portland, Oregon. You know, these people are just having a peace, peaceful get together with their Christian friends. And these thugs came up and just started destroying things, destroying just everything, pushing people around and, and um, destroying property. You know, I'm not sure what I would do. The, the, these Christians handled it pretty good. It, it seemed that they just sort of backed off and just, you know, well, what, what are you going to do? what you would want to do is exactly what Antifa would want you to do is fight back, but that's what they want you to do. They're trying to get you to do something. Which unfortunately we live in a world where you can't even defend yourself without getting into trouble. So they probably did the best thing, which was just nothing. So did these guys just eventually give up and walk away? These Antifa people? No, they just took over and they threw like, so did the the, 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 the the Christian group just finally just left? The Christian group had like a little PA system there and some speakers on stand. You know, mm-hmm. that stuff's expensive. And the, these Antifa guys, these Antifa thugs just threw it into the river. I've been down there before. That's a really beautiful place down there by the river in, in downtown Portland. But uh, It's almost like they just need to, as soon as that stuff started, just start packing up and, and just leaving. Just Just leave. Don't don't even don't it's even just, stick around and just, try to engage or watch your stuff be destroyed. Just start packing it up and just start leaving. But it happened fast. I mean, the group just walked up fast. You know, it's mm-hmm. probably I don't know maybe twenty of these thugs. Yeah. What are you going to do? So or just leave your stuff and get yeah, in your car just, and go just, home. I guess. Just don't do what they want, which is right. To, which is fight back. Fight back and. Because they they want to you know, engage it's, it's you. It's too bad you couldn't rip off their helmet somehow and get pictures of who these people yeah. actually are. But well, you know, they're, they're cowards. They're, they're so cowardly. All dressed in black and full riot gear and the helmets. You know, so you can't just rip off their mask or something. Yeah. But I don't know. And speaking of similar situations in Missouri, um, the McCloskeys were pardoned by mm. Governor Parson this week. It's a similar situation where um, th- th- these were BLM rioters that had broken into the a private neighborhood street and the McCloskeys were just defending their house. You know, they had guns and they were pointing it at these protesters and saying, don't come near this house, you know, and, and unfortunately the McCloskeys got brought up on charges, not the, not the rioters, not the BLM rioters. Yeah. And it really was super, cause we've been following this story from the very get go. Mainly because they're from Missouri. We're from Missouri. So it's kind of a, you know, um, personal thing. But the way the news story presented itself, you know, these McCloskeys, they were the ones that were uh, irrational. And they're the ones that pulled out the gun for no reason. And that that made it sound like that in the news stories, um, which was not at all what happened. These guys uh, actually broke through the gate and started trespassing on their property. They also started uh, yelling very disturbing things they wanted to do to the women in the household and just all kinds of things like that. So they were verbally and physically abusive, uh, not to their, not to them personally, but to their property. Uh, so they did what any person would do. They're trying to protect their property and their family. 
and pulling out their guns and saying, get off my property. But the news stories make it sound like that they were unprovoked and they went out there and just started yeah. waving these guns yeah. around. And that's not at all what happened. Yeah, the, the news stories were that all oh, these peaceful protesters were just walking yes, by this that's house not exa- that's and not these what people happened. came out with guns. Mm-mm. It turns out uh, Patricia, I think it's Patricia McCloskey's gun was not even a functioning gun. And she still got brought up on charges. Yeah. So, and it, they had to plead guilty, but the governor of Missouri did pardon them. Yes. Thank you, Governor Parsons. Yes. Thank you, Governor Parsons. Um, but it is scary that this is where we are now. You can't even defend your yeah, you property without being brought up on charges. Yeah, you can't defend yourself. Mm-mm. So, so back to the original story, th- these, you know, the Christians, they probably did the best thing. They just backed off, yeah. you know, for the most part. They, there was a little, some shoving you know, and things that went on. But for the most part, they all just backed off and let these thugs Which, do what they were going to do. by the way, they are lawyers. The no, McCloskeys are lawyers. Yeah, they... they so uh, how ironic is that? Yeah, they handled it pretty pretty good. They they actually had Christmas cards made of themselves that they handed out. Mm. You know, the Christmas cards had pictures of them holding the guns and stuff like that. So it was... It was Kind of, uh, they just made light of yeah. the situation. Yeah, even this this uh, story from the AP that you linked to still doesn't talk about how this BLM group was um, trespassing and yelling out threats and things like that. This news story does not say anything about that. And they're saying how disgusting is it that Parsons, you know, um, pardon these people. Yeah. And they're the ones that were the threat. Yeah. This is where we are nowadays, guys. Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. the, you only hear half the story. E- even though it's these, only the story they these want you to thugs hear. had broken down a gate. It's a gated gated community. They right. they broke it, broke down this gate and were headed toward the, was it the mayor's house or some, something, uh, something like that? Something like that. I'm not sure. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, um, it's, it's a disgusting and disturbing trend where we're going that you can't. And that's one big reason why you need to hang on to your guns and fight like hell to keep that amendment. Because look at what's yeah. happening to Australia. Well, yeah, right. Yeah, but the thing about it is, if you use your gun, you're the one that gets put up on charges. Yeah, but at least you have that line of defense. Australia... Yeah. Did they, away they with their even. gun control. And now look at them. They're yeah. on complete lockdown. Are they? They're, yes. People are going house to house to make sure that you are in your house. That's how severe it is. Um, they've got decontamination tents at the end of your driveway before you can get back into your own house or come out of your house. It's uh, Australia has lost its marbles. And I really feel sorry for them. I really do. They they are becoming quite the totalitarian nation. And one reason why that's happening is because they no longer have access to guns and, and any way to defend themselves against a tyrannical govern- government. So it's just another reason why you need to fight for your rights. Isn't that a song? Fight, fight for your right to for party. For your right to party. Shows what happened age. to the Beastie Boys? That's what it was, Beastie Boys. Actually, I think they're still around. Are I think they? they've been making they? music, but just not as they're just not as relevant as they used to be, I guess. Uh, let's see. So, should we talk about COVID? Do we have to? I know. I'm so sick of this subject. I know you guys are too, but we need to talk about it because there's still some more crap that's going on that you may not be aware of. Um, For instance, there are some Missourian residents and probably other residents around the country that have have, uh, been reduced to wearing disguises in order to get their COVID vaccinations because uh, they don't want to be ostracized by their friends and family. Yeah, they don't want their friends and family to know that they've got the vaccine. So I guess they're they're disguising themselves, uh, wearing disguises. Some people in Missouri are dressing up in disguise for the COVID-19 vaccines to protect themselves from potential blowback from family and friends, a doctor said. Several people getting vaccinated at Ozarks Healthcare have taken the drastic step and pleaded with doctors to keep quiet over their inoculation status, according to Dr. Priscilla Frey's chief medical information officer at the healthcare system. In a video released by Ozarks Healthcare, Frey said that people are concerned about how their loved ones will react if they find out they got the vaccine. 
Nobody should have to feel that pressure to get something they want, Frey said. Well, you think? Well, well, why are they doing it? I mean, why are they doing it if they're... No one should feel pressure, period. No matter which side of this issue you're on. That's my point. Yeah. Oh, those poor people. They've been reduced to disguises. What about the rest of us that have been ostracized from, like, you know, the vaccinated against the unvaccinated? You know that we're actually... The people in the, um, where I work, I work in healthcare, they're actually wearing, they're putting stickers on their badges saying they've been vaccinated. What about my feeling? Huh? Huh? Well, you should, why don't you get a sticker that says not vaccinated? I should. I should. You should be proud of it. Proud, not loud and proud. Yeah. But anyway, so just, it just that sentence right there just really rubbed me raw. Nobody should have to feel that kind of pressure to get something they want or what they don't want. I'm going to add to that sentence. It's ridiculous the pressure that people have to feel nowadays. Yeah, the, I mean the shaming continues. If you watch a YouTube video, I mean, I watched some YouTube last night, and uh, man, I swear, every ad before every YouTube video was this. I think it's the Surgeon General, who's a creepy looking dude, comes <laughs> on saying, "You know, get your vaccine; it's free." Yeah. Every, I mean, what happened I'm to all the other you. ads? I don't, I don't really like the ads. Well, I don't, don't get me wrong, but see, I didn't even I mean, see like every that single because uh, I feel bad for saying this, but I have ad block on, so I don't watch ads on YouTube videos, which I know people get paid to watch the ads. I get that, but I don't. I have it blocked, so I never watch ads on my YouTube videos. So I don't. I've never seen that ad that you're talking what, what about. If, what if people block the ads on our videos? <laughs> Well, we don't get paid anyway, so block that's away. Gonna, that's going to reduce our income. Yeah, that's okay. We, we don't get paid to do these, by the way, guys. We're not earning any revenue. We probably never will, so block away. Doesn't bother me. Um, but this kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Helicopter deployed, military going door-to-door to enforce COVID lockdown in Australia. If you think COVID, the COVID insanity is hitting hard here in the U.S., just take a look at the insanity coming from the land down under. Beachgoers at Gordon's Bay near Sydney were caught by surprise recently when a police helicopter flew overhead, blaring its sirens and issuing a warning for everyone to go home or be fined for breaching stay-at-home lockdown restrictions. Is, that, is, that, is this on your list? According to an Australian news outlet from last week. Um, let's see. But that's not the only display of insanity coming from the Aussie nanny state. The country's current provisions require Sydney residents to stay within three miles of home, according to Reuters, and only those who receive COVID tests every three days are authorized to perform essential work outside of that radius. So, I mean, what based upon what, I mean, at one time in Australia, they instituted the lockdowns because of one death so what what's the numbers looking like there now I it's wonder. the same same they, they've instituted these lockdowns basically because yeah of one. there was one death and he was 70 the guy Man, that, that died is, that is insanity yeah um it says isn't that insane what about the long touted vaccines those with natural antibodies should they be treated the same better yet what qualifies oligarchy to make decisions for everyone regardless of personal risk covid history or likely livelihoods at stake To supplement its stay-at-home orders, Australia has bolstered its other COVID-related protocols, going so far as authorizing police forces to shut down non-compliant businesses and fine dissenting civilians and demanding that residents wear masks even in outdoor settings. And just when we thought the stringent attempt to rein in civilians couldn't get any worse, the U.S. Sun reported on Sunday that the country has deployed soldiers and military helicopters to help enforce its restrictions. Can you imagine living there right now? Whatever happened to the, uh, you know, the tough Australians like Crocodile Crocodile Dundee? Wow. You know? That is insane. Don't you think they're just... So you cannot travel any further than three miles from your home unless you have a COVID test on file. And you have to get COVID tested every three days in order to go past that three-mile radius. And they've got helicopters and military uh, patrolling making sure that you don't go any further than three miles. That is insane and scary. Yeah, we thought it was crazy here, but some of these other countries are just... I mean, that is going going way, way above and beyond insane. 
I mean, if they could do it here, they would. They would. Oh, in a heartbeat. Certainly do it. In I mean, a they, heartbeat. In in our town, they've got this healthcare system that's, you know, doing whatever they can to promote the fear. Oh, absolutely. And this, well, this, it's like that all over the, the country. You know, the death dash, dashboard that shows how many deaths there there have been and how many cases we got. The, the thing about it is that it's such a minuscule percentage of the population it is. that they're talking about. It's insane. They're, they're talking. It's just really deceptive how they're doing this. They're just talking about the the raw numbers, but they're looking at a an area that has almost uh, three quarters of a million people in it. You know. So if you if you look at the percentages, it's it's just like such a small percentage. It's not even. It's like two hundredths of a percent of the population. You know, and remember, these are cases; they're not deaths, which is good news. Well, cases, and this this other dashboard's got the deaths on it. Yeah, but the deaths are, like you said, are just a minuscule percentage. Yeah. yeah. And and that and who's to say those people that died actually died from COVID? Because the PCR tests, the FDA has come out and said, yeah. are flawed. Yeah. So we don't even know exactly how many people actually have COVID or who have pneumonia or the flu or RSV, which there's another story about all these kids being in the hospital right now in Florida. And, oh my gosh, this is awful. 172 kids are in the hospitals across the state of Florida. We've never seen this before. We thought kids were immune, blah, 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 blah. And there's another story out there saying RSV is rampant right now with kids. Hand, foot, and mouth disease is rampant in kids right now. But we don't know because the tests they administered are flawed. Yeah, well, and it's also a shame that you can't trust information from anything. The government, you, you can't. know, in the not healthcare systems, they're not providing all the information. You know, they're presenting the information in a in a manner that makes it seem a lot worse than it really is. Right. You know, they're talking about um, they're maxing out capacity wise, and you know they're. When really it's not the number of beds, it's the the fact that they don't have the staffing that they need to to handle the patients, you know? Yeah, and I was reading here too, unvaccinated holdouts on NFL team order to wear special armband at practice. So if you've not been vaccinated, you have to wear a special armband to notate that too. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's just going to be more and more of this kind of thing. Um, I mean, that just sounds so... Eerily familiar, this, doesn't it? This it's not yeah. it's, it's it's not a star, it's an armband. Yeah. For the greater this, good. This one guy that we follow Can we that, not learn anything? Sorry. No, I'm just fired no we don't. This one guy that we follow that, that goes on cruises, um apparently I think it was eighty percent of the cruise passengers were were vaccinated. I hate, I hate to even call it a vaccine, but eighty percent were vaccinated and the other um 20 percent were not some, some some kind of percentage like that, and there were certain events that only the vaccinated passengers could go on. You know, this so, it's just the whole segregation yeah. issue is just disgusting. It just is so gross. Um, so I like this graphic that you posted. Should I get a COVID vaccination? It's between critical thinkers versus mainstream normies. Normies. Um, on the critical thinkers column, you can post this on here so I can see it. Yeah. They're saying what's in it, who developed it, who manufactured it, what is their track record, do they have legal liability, how long was it tested for, who is telling me to get it, what is their track record, is it effective, is it necessary for my age, how many side effects reported, and how many deaths reported. Those are very rational questions, Okay. And then on the side of the mainstream normies, the TV says we need herd immunity. All my friends and family got cute stickers and a card. The TV says I should participate for the greater good. Celebrities, athletes, and musicians all tell me to get it. Government experts and politicians all tell me to get it. I don't want to be considered a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> That's their rationale i thought that was really funny because it's so true these celebrities that come out with these these infomercials about you know get the jab get the jab yeah. it's like i'm gonna get a jab because you're telling me yeah, to. yeah usually when a ce celebrity is telling me to do something i do the opposite 
you know. But it's sad to me that people are convinced. That's what convinces them to get the jab. It's just sad. Don't be coerced. It cannot be reversed. I like that too. That's pretty funny. Because it's true. Once you get it, well, who knows? That's that's the point. We don't know. Um. Also, what's really funny is FDA authorizes use of COVID-19 antibody therapy for post-exposure prophylaxis. So the FDA hasn't approved the jab yet. It's working on it. Who knows when it actually happens, but they have authorized a post-exposure treatment. Post-exposure treatment. Prophylaxis, yes. And it's some kind of, um, oh, look, it's another injection. Who knew? This is from the CDC? This is on NPR, the Right Dose of Information website, and it's from the FDA. The Food and Drug Administration has authorized the use of Regen Covey, and it gives all kinds of this the technical name, which I'm not even going to try to pronounce, for post-exposure prophylaxis of COVID-19 in individuals 12 years of age and older weighing at least 40 kilograms who are at high risk for progression to severe COVID-19, including hospitalization or death. The investigational agent was previously granted emergency use authorization for the treatment of mild to moderate COVID-19. Regen and COVID consist of two potent virus neutralizing antibodies that bind non-competitively to the receptor binding domain of the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein, thereby blocking its interaction with the host cell. Okay, so why don't we just give these out? Why do we have to have a vaccine? We have medications and vitamins, by the way, that have proven very effective if given in early stages. And now we have post-exposure prophylaxis. Yeah. And none so of this, why do we need a vaccine again? None of this is medical um, advice or anything like that. No, but I'm just reading just from just an our, article here. This is just here. our opinions and, and just articles we're reading here. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Good question. And speaking of the FDA, you know, um, there's speculation that the FDA is going to approve the the jab, jab soon. Yeah, but so, there's been speculation about that for months. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. some, one day I hear so, it's going to be in September. One day I hear it's going to be January. So how how soon know. could they could the FDA approve this, and you would be comfortable with it? Not for years. Yeah, I mean, it typically takes five to ten years to approve a, va a new vaccine. So well. Really never, so in it, my personal opinion. And here's why. Because we have medications yeah. that are proven effective. Yeah. We have this yeah. post-exposure prophylaxis. Yeah, so why would you take something like that exactly. when you've got, there's proven The only remedies. time I would feel comfortable taking the jab is if we had no other alternatives and this disease, people were dropping like flies. Then I would be, I'd be more apt to say, you know what? This is, we probably need yeah. to do this. Yeah. But none of that is happening. Your recovery rate is very, very, very good for most people, not all. Um, so the risk you have, in my opinion, you have a higher risk getting the jab than you do getting the disease. At yeah, least according having, to... You mean having side effects from the jab? Yes. Yes, exactly. At least according to all the things that I've been reading. And I've been reading on both sides, by the way, not just one side, both sides from equally qualified experts on both sides. And now they have South Korea reports two cases of Delta Plus variant. Yeah, it's just, it's just going to be one variant after another. And then Lambda it, it's variant. It's a virus. I mean, it's a virus. It, it mutates. That's what it does. Dr. So, Fauci, I believe, commented on the Lambda variant, saying that he didn't think the jab was going to be effective against the Lambda variant. Yeah, so what do you think is going to happen in that case? You think that there's going to be some kind of booster shop? Oh, they're already talking about boosters. In fact, I'm pretty sure I I uh, linked to Fauci saying something about boosters. Yeah, I saw that. To, that was something today, actually. He yeah. Fauci says COVID-19 booster 
shots, likely for some groups. Uh, Fauci said Sunday that it's likely that the elderly, along with others with compromised immune systems, will need to get booster shots to protect them against COVID-19. The White House chief medical advisor said the groups are unlikely to have had a strong immune response to the vaccine and may need a third dose. They're also saying that Moderna is typically only lasting six months. If oh, you, really? If you had the Moderna. Yeah. There's no doubt that over time you're going to have an attenuation of protection, Fauci said on NBC News Meet the Press. How much to get paid for that, sir? If you look at the Delta, or the data from Pfizer, Pfizer shows it went down from the 90s down to around 84 after a few months. I'm assuming he's talking the efficacy rate. Fauci said, referring to data that shows the degree of the vaccine's effectiveness leveling off in the months after receiving the shot. The recent data for Moderna shows that it isn't really going down, but everyone assumes, and I think correctly, that sooner or later you're going to see an attenuation to the point where we're going to have to ha give an additional boost to people, very likely the elderly, before you give it to otherwise normal people who are not old, he concluded. So he's he just said that people, older people are probably going to need a boosters before the rest of us. This is never going to end until yeah. we put our foot down and say, we're going to have to learn to live with COVID, guys. It's not going away. We have to learn to live with it. Yeah. I don't know what to say. Well, on Friday, Dr. Fauci said that the vaccine prevents the virus from mutating. Oh, well, what a shocker that his story has now changed again. Yeah. And he said also you can expect a flood of uh, mandates once the FDA approves the vaccine. So, that, I mean, that's what they're shooting for, don't you know? Of course, that's always been their and I, goal. And, you know, just to me, it's just like bring it on. Yeah, I, I, I'm ready for it, you know. I, I, if there if there's places that, you know, I can't shop, great. I'll go shop the other places. I'll just go you take know? my business elsewhere because yeah. it's hard for me to believe that every single business in this country is going to mandate yeah. a vaccine before you can walk in the doors. I don't know, though. When people, a lot of people get their arms twisted like they, they're not going to be able to work anymore or, you know, say, say – Say if they uh, say something like, uh, you're not going to get your Social Security check if you well, don't get the vaccine. And that's how they're going to finally strong arm people yeah. into getting it is giving are, them no choice but to. Yeah. Or you can't buy food or you whatever. Which someone, I, I haven't seen any news articles about this, but someone was telling me, take it with a grain of salt. In fact, it was my hairdresser I talked to yesterday said that she heard that some foreign country, it wasn't here in the U.S., had to had to scan their vaccine passport in order before they would we, they would be allowed to buy food. Now I've not seen any news stories about this. I don't know if what she heard was right. Well, it, the Italians. It might be Italy. The Italians. Uh, I just saw a story today where the Italians are lining up to burn their. They call it the Green Pass. Apparently, they're all burning their Green Passes because they're just they're just fed up with it. You mean their vaccine? That's what they call yeah, the vaccine passports? Yeah. Green pass? The green pass. Mm -hmm. And there, there was like a rally where people were lined up to burn. And are the French still protesting? Because their mandate should have I, gone into effect uh, two days ago, I believe. I, I think know. it was I, I August lost track 6th. Of that. I know it seems bad here, but a lot of these European yeah, countries really. and Australia, I mean, they're just like, they've gone off the cliff. So the bottom know? line is keep fighting, guys, because the longer we, we resist, the longer we can hopefully turn this around or not get as bad as some of these other countries. I still can't believe Australia. I cannot imagine having the military patrol your street to make sure that you do not leave your house. That's scary. That is some scary stuff. I feel sorry for the people in Australia. I really do. That is some totalitarian. <sighs> That's some scary That's stuff. So in, in California, they already, they've instituted some lockdowns uh, near Lake Tahoe. Tahoe, they've uh, some chipmunks have tested positive for the plague apparently. So they've <laughs> they've got lockdowns because yeah. the chipmunks have tested positive for the plague. Which I don't know is isn't the plague more dangerous than COVID? To be fair, uh, yeah, I would think so. I, I, would I wouldn't think, think so. it'd be as transmissible, but. It's kind of like Ebola. Mm -hmm. Ebola is, I mean, once you get Ebola, you're pretty much dead. But it's apparently harder to get. 
It says the plague is an infectious bacterial disease. Uh, it tends to be spread by chipmunks and other wild rodents and their fleas. In people, symptoms can show up within two weeks of exposure to an infected animal and include fever, nausea, weakness, and swollen lip nodes. If caught early, plague infections can be treated with the use of antibiotics. However, some cases may be fatal if not treated early. Hikers and other who enjoy, others who enjoy outdoor activities are advised to avoid contact with animals and should do the same for their pets. Yeah, when we were camping the other day, we watched this movie about people that, that were getting oh this thing. Gosh, it was yes. it was um, it was like rabies. Well, it was rabies. It was called quarantine, and um, it was a really interesting, crazy movie. Because it was told from the perspective of a cameraman. Yeah. So it was almost like a first-person shooter game. I, I got the movie just kind of as a like a joke because it was, it was of the name, Quarantine. Right. And it was actually from 2005. But it actually makes you really think twice about some of this stuff. Because basically what it is, it was a, it was a reporter and her cameraman were following these firemen on a call. And it was it, it was about a woman in a, trapped in an apartment. She was wailing and crying, and they couldn't they couldn't get into her, and they were concerned about her. So they called them out, and so they follow them follow them on this call. They open the door, they break down the door of this woman's apartment, and she just looks feral. She's got black eyes, she's foaming at the mouth, and she attacks one of the firemen. And um, it's just kind of like a zombie show. And from that point forward, they're all out to get each other, and but. In the meantime, the authorities have blocked off the house so no one can leave the house and they can't figure out why. Well, come to find out, one of the residents has a dog that was acting funny. They took it to the vet, find out it had rabies. And that's how this whole breakout happened at the house. But what I found interesting and I didn't know because I haven't really looked much into rabies is rabies is fatal and there's no cure. Yeah, if once you get symptomatic, apparently, yes. with rabies, then it you're pretty much going to die. Which is why it's so important, if you ever get bitten by a strange animal, to go immediately yeah. and get a rabies shot because yeah. you don't want it to go too far, and then you start becoming yeah. symptomatic. I actually, I actually did not know that. I didn't either. That was <laughs> so, really interesting to know that. Yeah. But, um, but that is an example of a disease that is bad. Yeah. Well, and that's that, really that, bad. That is an example of how a quarantine is supposed to work. You right. don't quarantine healthy people. You quarantine the sick people. Right. And, you know, this whole thing right. over the last year and a half, right. quarantining people that are healthy, that's not how a quarantine is supposed to work. Yeah. Anyway, have you seen all the uh, super spreaders driving around town? In South Dakota? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, Dr. Fauci again. I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of sick of talking about Dr. Fauci. but oh, um, I can't stand that man. He he's calling the uh, Sturgis motorcycle rally a super spreader event. Yeah. I actually saw several super spreaders driving through town. Did you? the last few days? Yeah. What was the Lollapazoo or whatever? What was that? I don't know. That event. There was some other kind of event that no one's been talking about. It must be some left leaning organization or event because it's another one that's quite similar to this motorcycle. What's it called again? The Sturgis, Sturgis. motorcycle rally. Um, it's in and, Sturgis, South Dakota. You know, no one's North calling Dakota. that a super spreader. Let me look it up. Yeah, it was in South Dakota. Because you know the. Yeah, Christy Nome's the governor yeah. there, so they got to make her look bad somehow. Of course. Meanwhile, we got Obama having a seven hundred person birthday yes. party. Yes, yes. No one's wearing masks. Which, by the way, people that had posted pictures of the party on Instagram were asked, actually told to delete them. Really? Off of Instagram. They didn't want any pictures told, getting out. They were told to. And they, apparently they it's because them, no one was wearing masks and all that someone kind of can, stuff. They can tell you to take your picture off or they just they just block your picture. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not on Facebook or Instagram. This was Lollapalooza. It was in Chicago at Grant Park um, a couple of weeks ago. Just a week ago, um, July yeah, 28th through 31st. And see, just all kinds of... It looks like it's a musical festival. And so it was... Thousands of people got together to have this festival, which is great, but nothing was said about this event yeah, it's being all a fine. super spreader. Yeah. yeah, it's all fine. So, so hypocritical. Speaking of making governors look bad, there's a story, too, about DeSantis. COVID cases among kids overwhelming Florida hospitals. 
Um, pediatric hospitals in Florida have become completely overwhelmed with young patients battling COVID-19 and the spread of the highly contagious Delta variant, a doctor says. The grim development comes as Florida on Sunday reported having the highest number of children, 172 hospitalized with the coronavirus, according to data from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Resource or Services. The numbers of cases in our hospitals and children in our children's hospitals are completely overwhelmed, said Aileen Marty, an infectious disease expert at Florida International University to CNN late last Friday. Um, so 172 kids out of how many kids in Florida? And are we talking 172 kids in the entire state of Florida or 170 kids in this particular hospital? Which, by the way, when you hear about them being overwhelmed, it's not necessarily they've run out of room. It's most likely because they don't have the staff to take care of the patients that are in the hospital. Because most hospitals are short-staffed right now, which makes zero sense for them to mandate the the jab and potentially lose more people because they're already short-staffed. See how this works? None of this makes sense. It's all chaos. And this is what the left wants. This is what they thrive on is chaos. The more chaotic, the better, because then you're more easily controlled. Prove me wrong. I'm just saying. Anyway, I'm sure that they're saying all this stuff because, and I'm sure that Florida is not the only state that's been having children being hospitalized in the hospital because again, If it's not COVID, it's RSV or some other kind of lung-related issue that's been running rampant right now with kids. But we don't know because the PCR tests are flawed. Yeah, they've. I mean, they're using this PCR test, which the FDA has to a big circle here. Yeah, the FDA has is discontinuing because it's the end of the year. And actually, the the inventor of the PCR test said uh, you can't use it in this way except he died back in 2017. But the way they were using it back then, it's like you can't really use it for what you're using it for. Well, And, and they're, they're cycling it yes. and, and amplifying the samples. That's exactly what I was uh, going to say. 40 or 50 times. Yes. And to be accurate, it can't be amplified more than 17 20, times. I think it was 25. Well, 17, that lady that we looked yeah. at t- mm-hmm. today said 25, but yep. 17 is what I've heard in the past. So. And they're only amplifying it, rotating it, however you want to say it, because then there's, I mean, there's, it always comes back positive, basically. Yeah. I mean, it can be a sample from a cucumber and you'd have a COVID positive test. Yeah. Our, uh, my sister-in-law, his sister texted us a video today, which by the way, great video, Kelly loved it, um, about this woman whose husband caught pneumonia, just good old fashioned pneumonia. And uh, they had a doctor friend who took his oxygen level and it was 79, which is bad. Uh, So they took him to the hospital and immediately upon going into the ER, they put a mask on a man who couldn't breathe anyway, made no sense, zero sense. Um, And then they wanted to, when they tested him, he was, they were fine talking. And then, you know, they were just all doing their normal thing in the exam room. And then they tested him. It came back positive, which I don't know how it couldn't have been because again, PCR tests are flawed and they're doing the whole over rotation thing. So they knew it was going to come back positive. It did. Um, And then they immediately put donned all their special gear. She said that it just went up, did a 180 as far as how they were treated and they wanted to put him on a ventilator right away. And she's like, no, you're not going to do that because I've heard that people that go on ventilators, a large percentage of them don't do well and end up dying. We're not going to do that. Instead, I want you to give him like high dosages of vitamin D and other vitamins that were, have been proven effective in, in treating inflammation or in her husband's case, pneumonia. Um, and she had to fight them to do it. They didn't want to do it. And they eventually did. And he got better and he left the ICU in three days. Um, but she's talking about, she had a very, very interesting point is that people that go into the hospital are not, they're being treated by a protocol instead of what the doctors know to do. Yes. For each patient individually, because yeah. remember, each patient is individual. Yeah. No two cases are alike. You can't treat all your patients the same way. It's impossible. There's no one size fits all in the medical. I've learned that, believe me, working in medical, there's no one size fits answer for every single patient. But she said they had like multiple, would you say 200 pages of protocol it was from the a CDC? huge book that they have to, a routine that they have to follow yes. for each patient. patient. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, 
Instead of treating each one individually. Yes. For whatever symptoms this individual has, yeah. which was her husband was pneumonia. Yeah. And anyway, I thought she brought up a really interesting point is that they're not treating the individual patients. They're treating it per protocol. Yeah. And um, that is a dangerous road to go down. Yeah. From the CDC. From so the CDC. Again, flip flop every two weeks. I mean, that that Rochelle Walensky, you know, she was she was apparently a college professor at the beginning of the year. At the beginning of in January 2020, she was a she was a college professor. Now she's in charge of the CDC, and the, like they're changing their tune every two weeks. I genuinely about, don't understand why they're given this organization, who are not elected officials, well, by the way, so much power. And also, I mean, they're like the most powerful thing in the country. They they also extended their their um, moratorium. eviction moratorium. I think to October third. That's what I was going to say. So you too. can't, you can't, if you have somebody not paying rent, you can't evict them. What in the world does that have to do with the CDC? How can they? How can that be possible? And why are they allowing and him, also the them to, to do it? Supreme Court came out and said you can't do that, but they did it anyway. Well, that's another thing. The Supreme Court disturbingly was very close on their final ruling. It was five to four that that they couldn't do that. Five to four. Who is the? Why wonder, wasn't who, it unanimous? Who were the four? I mean, I, understand I don't know, that. but this, but to say the CDC has this power, the Supreme Court. That's crazy. What the heck? Yeah, that's crazy. And then, but no, Biden said, "Too bad. I don't care what the Supreme Court says. We're going to do it anyway." So yeah. again, illegal. He doesn't, care, doesn't care what the Constitution says. Doesn't care what the law is. We're going to do it anyway. Listen, guys. If this, if this doesn't impress upon you the importance, the absolute importance of getting out there and voting Republican in 2022. I don't know what will. I'm not sure Republican, just constitutional. Well, if there's even anybody out there like that, but anybody but the left, because this is, we've got to take the House and Senate back over because this ultimate, this, this power that the left has right now Look at the mess that our, our country is in in just six months know, just of them the being damage. in power. That's that's a lot of damage in six months, guys. We still have another three and a half years to go. But it, we can maybe slow this down or maybe even hopefully reverse some of this stuff at some point if we can just get the House and the Senate back. So get out there and vote in 2022. It's important. Pay attention who you're voting for, please. Uh, yeah, don't and vote just, for someone just because a celebrity tells yeah, you to. Yeah, and just because somebody has an R next to their name, you know, check yeah, and see true. what their history is, you know. Okay, we're getting really up there in time. Um, Let's see here. Switching gears for just a second. Um, I When I went uh, to my stylist this week, she and I, I really, really, really like her. She's a Christian and she's conservative and she's very, very disturbed with what's happening with our school system right now um, about how they're, they're trying to shove all of this, this disturbing agenda down these kids' throats, whether it's critical race theory or pornography or her student in, in town. Or is it an out another town? She, no, she was in town. She was in town. Okay. Uh, she has a daughter, fourteen-year-old daughter, and um, because of all that's happening with the school systems and the masks and the the agendas and all that stuff, she's pulled her child out of school. She's going to homeschool that her, and they are actually moving to a plot of land that they own out, um, just out of town. And they're going to build a log cabin from a kit, which I didn't even know you could do that. That sounds mm-hmm. kind of cool, actually. Mm-hmm. And they're going to try to be self-sustaining, you know, solar power, grow their own vegetables and that kind of thing. I mean, it sounds kind of extreme, but I really admire her for making those tough decisions. Could you imagine uprooting your entire life and and just starting over basically somewhere else? I think that, but it's... You don't think you could do that? I, I think we could for yeah. sure. I, I wouldn't want to, would be the last resort, but yeah. I admire her for having the courage to do it. Anyway, um, so I saw an article on WND.com, government calls for national list of homeschooled children. 
Interest in homeschooling has surged over the last year as lockdowns, face mask mandates, and social distancing, combined with teachers' unions' efforts to keep school closed, have damaged the public school offerings. Now, let's go, let's, let's be honest, it's way more than that. It's also about this agenda that they're trying to shove down these kids' throats, and they're trying to hide it from parents, and it just, they're doing everything they can to corrupt these children early on. Um, you know, never mind that we have some of the lowest and p- most pathetic scores in the entire country as far as our kids and what, and how, you know, what they know and all that, how educated they are, and that world. kind of stuff. Right. In the world. Exactly. And it's not just in America, in the United Kingdom, more than 40,000 students were formally removed from public schools from September 2020 to April 2021, almost double the average from previous years. And that has alarmed lawmakers there to the point members of parliament now are demanding a national registry of all students' schools outside the system. Now, they're talking about the BBC here, but well, this I wouldn't is in be the UK, surprised. So, yeah. yeah, this is in the UK, but I wouldn't be surprised this is also either if, if it's happening now or will soon happen in the U.S. too. You know, keeping track of all the kids that are not in schools. I mean, for what? Why? Because these kids are the government's property. Well, it was in the UK where the that baby was yep. ripped out of the mother's arm and said, "This is our property now." <laughs> I know, it's crazy. Yep. I mean, I don't know, but I just wonder, you know, if it's happening over there. I just, you know, I'm soon soon it could be happening over here. And again, I kind of think there's probably already something like that here. They just don't talk about it. Because when you homeschool, I mean, your sisters will know better than me, but don't yeah. they have to? It, it, it seems like somebody from like register some, with some government agency group? comes around and checks to make sure that you yeah, are qualified the right, or yeah, whatever yeah, to I do think, it. So I think that's true. So see, I mean, I'm sure there's some registry that keeps track of this stuff. I mean, what business is it of yours? Oh, this, this is so crazy to me. Um, let's see. The Olympics, the viewership was an all-time low. People do not care about the Olympics this year. Now, part of it, to be fair, is COVID, I'm sure. People are very distracted and distraught from what we're living through right now. But uh, for the most part, people could care less about the Olympics. Why do you think yeah, that is, well, After Kev? seeing these people kneel at the, you know, and turn their back on the flag... You know, yeah, and then and then how ironic and satisfying is that these people that kneel are coming in like dead last in their in their yeah. chosen, I, I which is sad because they've worked very hard, yeah, to be an Olympian, and they have to go and do something so boneheaded, yeah, and then as also, to not appreciate the country that put them there. Also, you've got these uh, men that are pretending to be women participating in certain other sports. Allie Stuckey is a conservative. She's a Christian conservative um, talk show person, commentator, personality. Anyway, I really like listening to her. She's got a lot of really good things to say. Well, she was kicked off Twitter because that's what she said. Because she said that the man um, and the weightlifting was a man or whatever, and they kicked her off. So the very first tweet she says when she comes back out of Twitter jail, she says, hi, I'm back from Twitter jail. Men are still men. Why? Uh, you know, <laughs> I love that. I was why, like, yeah, go, why Allie. Why would you continue to be on Twitter? I, if if they have the power to just shut you down like that, it's like I I have no interest in participating yeah, in something like people that. People that are trying to build their audience. I mean, that's yeah. a good place to build it yeah. because it is I guess a popular... the idea is you, you would attract your audience there and then. Maybe right. direct them someplace else, like you know, gay because again, or you want to make sure that you're, you know, trying to reach people that just like we are, you know, that just have not been exposed to this information, that don't even know it's out there at all, and you know, nothing's convinced me more of that than this past week and talking to people I work with, and it's like, you know, you mentioned all these businesses going out of business, and they're just like, what? That's happening? It's like, yeah. where have you been? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, we went to a restaurant last night, and then on the door, they well, they, they were shut down because they don't have the staff. They just don't have the staff, so yeah. they said that they're just temporarily shut down. Yeah, but every time you see that temporarily closed, yeah. it's never yeah. like never comes back yeah. from that, really. You know, the students are going to be back in town 
what probably next yeah, week. Yeah, we're or, we're a heavy college town. We have a lot of so students. So we'll see if that changes. So, I don't know. We'll see. All right. But anyway, you need to have some kind of like bell or something when we're getting getting close, as opposed to you just going over there. Well, we're running out of time. A bell. Some kind of bell or an alarm. Alarm. A, a siren. <laughs> Uh, uh, I don't know. Do you like that question? Uh, yeah. What event or situation in your life caused the most personal growth in you? The most personal growth. Um, actually I have an answer. When I, my first job, I worked at Wendy's. It was and primarily because it was within walking distance of my parents' house. I didn't have a car at the time. I was 16. And I thought I was all that. And I was very, very moody. And I let my moods dictate how I treated other people. And I will never forget when my manager pulled me in the office and said, you need to cut it out or I'm going to have to let you go. And I was like, oh. Wow. That was like a splash of cold water in my face. Like, oh, I need to stop taking out my, my, my sadness or my anger on other people. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I'm at work. I need to be professional. My home life stays outside. You know what I mean? Like I'm here at work. It's work out there. It's out there. I've learned to separate my home life from my work life. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Um, and that was, I'm, really glad that that manager sat me down and told me that because I think that was, that made me grow up a lot. I think from that point forward, mm -hmm. how about you? What was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> what event or situation in your life caused the most personal growth in you? Uh, you know, when I was 18, I um, was sort of like a missionary for a year mm. and I was, you know, away from my family. And, um, I think that was, I probably grew up the most in that, that year. I think that takes a lot of strength and courage yeah. to do what you did. And then uh, other things like, um, I was, had some really difficult jobs and I'm just like impossible situations. And I just had to, I had to, you know, figure out what to do. And I think that really helped me grow and be, become tougher, you know, for sure. Um, I have another one too. When I, I'll never forget my first boyfriend. I was crazy about this guy. I was in high school and he was really popular on the strip because, you know, back in my day, we used to cruise the streets at night because we had nothing else to do. And it was really a lot of fun anyway. So he had this hot car and he was, you know, all these girls thought he was so cute and on, on, he was with me and I just felt like, <laughs> well, he cheated on me. And, um, that taught me to really guard my heart big time, like not give it so fully yeah. to people, Yeah, not necessarily a good lesson to learn, but not to be so vulnerable to people. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't want to make it come. I don't want to make it sound bad, but I mean, have you ever been hurt when it comes to like relationships? Um, I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you're a guy, I guess it's different yeah. for guys. Yeah. Um, do you believe in coincidence? Coincidence? Yes. Coincidence? Yes, of course. Or synchronicity? I don't know what synchronicity See, that's means. What I was looking it up, but it sounds like it's coincidence to me. Like the, the coincidental of, occurrence of events and especially psychic events. Yeah. Well, I, you know, coincidences happen all the time. A lot of people will say, well, that's, you know, God did this and God did this. And that's not necessarily true. Sometimes, sometimes things are just coincidences, you know? Yeah. You know, or sometimes bad things happen. That's not, a lot of times bad things happen. You know, it's not you know? really any, any yeah. one so entity. A lot fault. of things are coincidence. They just happen. Just accidents happen. Right. Things just happen. Synchronicity, I guess, like just things happen at the same time, you know, I guess, I guess it would, would be what that this would is, mean. But uh, the coincidental occurrence of events, and especially psychic events, 
such as similar thoughts and wildly separated persons or a mental image okay, of an unexpected so, event so that'd be it like happens. a lot of times whenever I'm getting ready to pick up my phone to call you you I look at down at my phone and you're calling me yeah that's okay? true so explain that's that true. one well it's yeah, just that's... synchronicity it's just coincidence don't you think yeah yeah Unless yeah, we have some kind of spiritual, well, mental think, connection. I think that's, I think we do because, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, don't you think in some ways yeah. we've been married for so long yeah. and we just know each we other think so alike, well. Think alike in yeah. some ways. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> in some ways. Did you guys see that look? <laughs> what was that look for? Like, like well, in what in some, ways do we not way, think alike? Well, there's a lot of ways that we don't think alike. Oh, let's talk about well, this. Colors like, of, you know, colors to paint the house. Oh, well, you're talking about design differences, yeah. like home decor differences, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, what else do we not think alike on, though? I mean, we don't, um, we're pretty aligned when it comes to political and, yeah. and spiritual. Oh, what restaurant to eat at? Yeah, well. It's like, never, it never fails. Uh, Karen will ask me, what, where do you want to eat tonight? And then I'll say, and then she'll, no, we don't want to eat there. Because <laughs> he didn't say the answer I wanted him to yeah. say. <laughs> yeah, I'm supposed to guess what. Right. What you want. Right, 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 right. Okay, we should move on from yeah, this. Yeah, but we're we're pretty aligned when it comes to the important stuff. Okay, and then which three political issues are the most important to you? Uh, freedom. Let's see. Safety. Like our military and stuff, which, by the way, they're going to mandate vaccines for for the military, which I think is really, really dumb and dangerous. And the whole southern border fiasco, letting all these people come over into the country with COVID, by the way, talk about a super spreader event, and busing them across the U.S. Not exactly the most safe thing to do. Let's see. Can you think of any issues? Well, that definitely are liber- to you? liberty and freedom would yeah. be number one, uh, and just like you said, safety. You know, our our country's uh, defenses. You know, and opening up the borders is a big problem. Um, let's see, that's only two. Uh, taxes. Pretty pretty hot on taxes. Just well, that kind of sort of falls back into the liberty, though. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you can you spend your own money or not. Yeah. You know, or is, is the government better at spending your money for you? Yeah. Yeah. Which, by the way, you think the government's buying up all these properties? I I haven't heard about that. You know, because they were about the whole landlord thing and trying to push these landlords out to the point where they can't afford that, their land really or properties a, anymore, really so the government problem. swoops in and buys it up. I don't know. I haven't heard that happening, but that's really a huge problem. There's there's landlords, you know, landlords have to make their loan payment to the bank. And if if people stop paying their rent, they're not going to be able to make their loan payments. So, Which yeah, that's kind of a problem. makes zero sense to me because if the landlord loses their land, then guess what? You have no place to live anymore. <laughs> I mean, that's what I mean. Well, then the bank would own it. The bank would own it and, you know, the bank would probably run it and, you know, but would they or would they? Well, I guess they. I mean, they it's would. Than it would for, be like a for, for, foreclosure. foreclosure sale. Yeah. I don't know. So I, you know, I've heard that these big hedge funds are buying up properties, but I'm I'm yeah. not really on top of that. I'm not really sure what's going on with that. Which uh, was it, Mark Levin? Somebody was saying that this was super dangerous because if you lose your rights to private property, then I mean that just then the whole foundation of liberty and freedom kind of crumbles. Yeah. But yep. anyway, I guess we'll have to see what happens with that. Which, by the way, why aren't these people paying their rent? Because they don't have to. They don't well, have but to. they're saying they don't have the money. Why don't they have the money? Well, because they're not working because they're and getting unemployment. And why are they not working? They're not getting unemployment checks and because stimulus checks and everything else. Home. Yeah. I mean, it's not like there's not jobs out there. There are jobs out there. There's yeah. a lot of jobs There's out like there. a help wanted sign on every corner, practically. Yes. So it's like, it just makes no sense that they're not making them pay their rent when there are other alternatives. Once again, the government. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my goodness. Anyway. Okay. Well, I guess we're done for the night. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? No, that's it. (laughs) I can't think of anything else. (laughs) Is there anything else we can, I can talk about to make this stretch this out a little bit more. I mean, we pretty much 
um, updated you guys on our personal life. The last video we did a few days ago, when we got back from our camping trip, which was awesome, by the way. Uh, used our camper for the first time. Yeah, Very now I'm I'm just in the process of just kind of fine tuning clean, it. Well, cleaning every up everything up because I've all my tools and everything is just yeah you know in disarray and I got a bunch of boards laying around and yeah because he did all the construction over at uh, his uncle's house and so you have a lot of stuff. I've got a lot of stuff from to the clean build. Up. Because yep. you built it for four months, so that's yeah, four, four months, four months. worth of stuff. Yeah, four months of, of construction, and now I've got to try to clean up the area. Yeah. We're going to go on another trip pretty soon, so hopefully we can log that and post it for you guys. So anyway, okay, well, thanks for your time. Thanks for listening, as always. Yeah, Again, if you watching. like this video, thumbs up. Don't forget to subscribe. If you don't see us here, if we disappear all of a sudden, we're on Rumble. Find us on Rumble. Yeah, we're on Rumble. I think we're, we might be on Gab soon, too. Gab's, Gab TV. Yeah, Gab's a pretty, yeah. pretty nice thing. Yeah. So we're, we're there. You just have to kind of look for us. So, Okay, well, thanks again, guys. Thanks have for a listening great and week. watching. Talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.